good evening and welcome to another episode of the Evening Almanac with comedian Jamie Jackson. We are back in our native environment of taking the dog for a walk in the evening. It really should be called dog walking with Jamie Jackson. It makes it sound sexual though, doesn't it? Dogs, dogging, something. There's something there in it. Anyway, I am recording through headphones and the mic's kind of almost on my neck. And I just want to see if this is going to work. There's a bit of wind, but it might not pick up the wind. And anyway, the long and the short of it is, if this is a new way to record that works, we're going to fucking go with it. All right. Anyway, one of the boys has got COVID. Great. So he's now in a tent in the garden. That's, that's how we've dealt with him. Because the other boy has obviously got a broken back and he's lying in bed and he's got hospital appointments coming up, so he can't go in there. Then the other room has got... Uh, my son and then the, the other boy in there so they're sharing a room as well we can't put him in uh, our room because we'll get it he can't really sleep downstairs so we were like what the fuck are we going to do and then we decided uh we're going to stick him in the shed in the garden uh in a sh- not even in the shed sorry a tent a shed isn't even as bad as a tent is it we're going to stick him in a tent in the garden and he's now just going to be all covidy out there everyone else has done a test and we're all clear so far but who the fuck knows do you know what I mean? When I met up with work the other week, everybody got COVID and I didn't. And I'm convinced it's because my antibodies were kicking in from a few months ago. And then I went to this wedding in Greece and four people got COVID there. Some of the bridesmaids and everything as well. And we were all hanging around with the bridesmaids because I was an usher. Um, and I, I didn't get it then as well. So how many times can I dodge this COVID bullet and get away with it? That's the question. So yet again, Covid in the house, and we're gonna have to see whether or not I get it, or more to the point, anyone else gets it and then gives it to me. We haven't tested um, Joe, who's five, because he freaks out when he gets tested. But last time we didn't test him, and he clearly had Covid, and then he gave it to me. I don't know whether I want to have Covid again. Can I just not have Covid again? Is that all right? I don't really want it. It's you know, it's just, it's just, and it's gonna fuck me up. It's gonna make me miss my gig as well back on the first and I want to get back into the comedy and I think I'm only going to do old stuff uh, on that uh, gig on the first but fuck it I need to have some kind of grounding of this is my first gig back anyway what it did stop is people coming around our house tomorrow we're going to have lots of people around our house having a bit of a do and I was able to just text everybody and say no you can't come round Someone's got COVID, so fucking stay away. But it just meant that all of the stuff that I needed to do, tidy the house and do the garden and all that kind of shit, don't have to do it now. So I still mowed the lawn, though. I still mowed the lawn, despite them not coming round, because halfway through mowing the lawn, we found out he had COVID. We got him to... This is one of the great things about having kids, by the way, at a certain age. You just give them money, and they do jobs for you. So like the, the front driveway needed weeding. So we're just like, ah, oh, we'll give you a tenner if you weed it. So they do that shit job for like two hours. And then uh, you're like, here's a tenner. Really good. They think they're winning, but really, of course, you're just exploiting them. But it's child labour. It's, it's how the fucking world was built, mate. What do you want? Child labour, slavery, uh, you know, abuse of the working classes. Um, you know, treading on the on the dead bodies of, uh, of of people that you've sent to war, a war that you've started that you have n- no involvement in. That's how the world works for for hundreds of thousands of years. 
and now um, and now it's just you know watered down to just exploiting your child by giving them a tenner for doing a shit job. I gave one of the other boys a tenner the other day because he twelve pound in fact because he cleaned my car. Did a good job of it. I went out and helped him a little bit, but outside and in twelve quid. That's cheaper than one of them fucking Polish jobs, isn't it? You know, the Polish car wash places. A bit of um, a, a note on that. My mate is a locksmith and he got a job to do one day, about six in the morning. He had to go to the car lot where the Polish uh, guys washed cars and he had to change the locks because basically the landlord was like, they're not meant to be using this as a place of business. I want to get uh, them off the property. So he changed all the locks at about six in the morning with the landlord standing there. And then when he drove back about 8.30, the whole place was open. The Polish guys were there just washing the cars. It's like you can't keep a good Polish man down, can you? If they want to fucking work, they're going to work. That's what I admire about them. They really, um, they really are hard workers and very hard drinkers. My sister used to live... Um, in like a maisonette thing. So above her was a bunch of Polish guys and she was uh, below with her bloke and a baby and everything. And in the mornings they would like be drinking Tiski, Tyski, whatever you want to call it, before they went, like, they went to work on the building site, which definitely is against regulations, but would just be like, you know, hammering back five and a half percent beer for breakfast. You can't knock them. I used to go to a gym in Archway called, oh, what was it called? Uh, Dow Dynamics, look it up. It was a right, you know, proper basement, heavyweights, bodybuilders gym. And there used to be a giant Polish man who was there. And he used to work out a lot. And then I remember I was on the bus one time and I just saw him laying paving slabs on the on the pavement, just like a fucking machine. They are, I, I, Polish guys are hard as fuck. They are made of sterner stuff than most of the rest of us. Especially as if you look at the history of Poland during the war and like the Warsaw Uprising stuff, they've been through a lot. They're tough bastards. And I think in, in this, you're looking about Russia, which I don't count as part of Europe. If you look at Europe, I reckon Brits are the hardest drinkers, apart from the Polish. who will just fucking machine on through. They are, uh, they're hardcore. All respect to them. Anyway... So yeah, COVID in the house, got a COVID tent in the garden. Hopefully uh, I won't get COVID because that's going to be uh, a real bummer, yeah? As the Scandinavians might say. Other than that, I listened to David Boyle's podcast to see what he said about the gig. And he said exactly what I thought he was going to say. Fucking hell, people needed to shut the fuck up. There was loads of heckling and stuff like that. But you know what? I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want to be in that position. But when Leighton the support Leighton Roth the, the supporting comedian came on and he got heckled he was a bit nervous but even then people were heckling him going hurry up tell some jokes you know like actual geezers blah, blah, blah. even then I thought if this is like the worst it gets like the heckling and aggression people just going ah shut up hurry up it's like that's okay you know it's like I remember hearing Carl Donnelly talk about this another great comedian who I've never met, he's way above me, he's, um, but he's, he's a British guy, he does good, great club comic, and he was saying even when he's been on stage and people are like, fuck off, get off stage, he's just like, oh, actually, this is all right. Sometimes a straight-up heckle is way better than the silence. 
Oh, the amount of times I've done that. I did a gig once where I just thought two minutes before, and I've stopped doing this now because you, you live and you learn. I've learned how to not um, just decide to pull stuff out of my ass untested. And But anyway, I got on stage and it was quite a packed audience because people were doing uh, a guy, what was he called? Darren somebody was doing um, his pun show, Edinburgh Preview. And he was doing it, so there was lots of people there to see him. So it was like a, it was like a really packed uh, audience. And I hadn't been going that long because it was pre-pandemic, so I don't know, a year or so. And I came on stage and I told a joke, which was terrible, but this is the point. I thought, I'm going to tell this joke. <laughs> I'm going I'm to start open with this joke that I've only just thought of. And that is going to be, uh, you know, that's going to get a big laugh. And then from, from there, I'm going to do the rest of the gig. So I came on stage and... The clapping died down and I got, uh, I got up there and I said, everyone I've ever met says I've got a gambling problem. What are the odds of that? <laughs> yes, admittedly, it's a shit joke. And, and there was just silence. Like, like you could hear a pin drop. You could hear someone dry swallowing. You could hear people blinking. It was that bad. And then I moved. <laughs> then I had to get the mic out of the stand and move it to the side of the stage. And it was like... I was like, this is the bit where you're meant to be laughing, so I'll move it. I mean, I didn't say any of this. I should have. I completely dried up and I, I didn't address. Like now, I think I would address the fact that that did not land at all. And then that would be the icebreaker. And I just, I was just like, oh, shit. And then in, in, like, in a room with zero sound, I just moved the fucking mic slowly to the side of the stage. And then I was like, anyway, and just started doing a... A gig, and it was um, oh, that was a pretty pretty bad gig. I remember doing a bit about my dog shitting, um, but doing half a joke and then just forgetting the rest of it. So it was, it was like I was just babbling nonsense. Um, and seeing that, seeing David Boyle last night, you could tell he was like, "I am very at ease with talking. I'm very at ease in stage presence." And I think I'm getting there. I'm definitely getting there. But um, yeah, God, just looking back at that gig. But, you know, like I said, if people are just going, ah, shut up and fuck off and stuff, it's like, that's the worst it can get. It's not that bad, is it? It's not that bad. I mean, I know it could get worse, but, you know, if, if, you, if you have one of those experiences. Then again, I've never had one of those experiences, so, um, and I don't want to. So maybe I'm just talking about my, out my ass. Right, that's it for tonight. That is the Bank Holiday podcast. We push on to Bank Holiday Monday. Fuck, I've just taken my phone out of my pocket, and it's ten minutes. Oh, fuck it, we'll keep it. See you on the next pod.